Teamwork, guys. More teamwork. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey? Piss on old-time hockey! You're blowing it! And now, between the stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Here's Arden Caleb. Yes, sir, between the stammers for Friday, May 10th. The Canucks offseason continues. Speculation out there. Some players are going to be leaving. Brock Besser, he needs a new deal. What should the Canucks do in free agency? Louis Erickson speaks about his time in Vancouver so far, raising a couple eyebrows. And the NHL playoffs continue with the final four. Which team are you cheering for? Caleb Kirby alongside myself, Art Aronson. What's going on, buddy? Hey, buddy. How are you? Good to be back. Good to be back in the old studio for episode 32 of Between the Stammers. Is it 32? It could be 33, actually. I think it's 32. I'm going to have to go back and... uh, I'm going to have to double check. uh, Read up on those. We're getting old, though, you know? There's a lot of them. Yeah. The year's (laughs) just going past real quickly. The year's flying by, yeah. Yeah. If it's 32, I'm 32. That would be fun. There you go. It's the Art Art Aronson 32-year-old special episode. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start, Curb? Well, let's talk about the guys who are gone. Why not? So, I mean, this is speculation that the Canucks are going to release Derek Pouliot, right? And Brandon Gauntz. I think they already announced they're getting rid of Gauntz. They announced they? it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I didn't see an official announcement from yeah. the team, but this doesn't really surprise me. Does it surprise you? Not at all. Pouliot played his way off this team. I yeah. mean, that was pretty obvious when you're throwing up that many pizzas up the middle, when you can't back check, when your dog's breakfast in your own end. Odds are you're not coming back. And then as far as Brendan Gauntz is concerned, he just, there's too much depth for him to crack the lineup at that point once uh, Beagle and Sutter were there. And, you know, Godet showed up. He was proving he was a little more offensive, had a little more flash to his game. I mean, the Canucks were pretty patient with a guy like Brendan Gauntz. When you think about it overall, just from the time frame from when he was drafted to where he is now. The Canucks have a guy on their team in Tanner Pearson who was drafted the same year as Brendan Gauntz. And I mean, you know, one guy has cut his teeth in the NHL and a guy like Gauntz, he he barely cracked it, right? So it just raised some eyebrows because Brandon Gauntz was first round pick, right? Yeah. In 2012. That was a Gillis. That was a Gillis move. Yeah. 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 Uh, you go back to that draft and you look at it and we're like, yeah, that kind of sucks, right? It is what it is. He guess he's going to need a new start somewhere or maybe maybe that can reinvigorate his career. But I don't know. I, I kind of just saw, we saw what we saw with him, right? Yeah. He, to me, he it. just kind of feels like an AHL special, right? Like one of those guys who's going to probably stick around in, in the farm system of whatever team he plays for and just kind of stay there. Like, he, uh, like Reed Boucher. Same kind of idea. You know, they do some things really well, but they don't do everything enough to make the NHL and stay there. Yeah, and Derek Pouliot, is he going to be an NHL defenseman somewhere? Probably not. I just don't know. I don't I don't know where he would be that guy. I mean, like, it was kind of his last chance with the Canucks in the way that they brought him in. and uh, He was yeah. minus one. Just, just minus one in 62 games, and he had nine points in 62 games and he was playing a lot of minutes there for the a thing while. about a guy like Pouliot is like in the offensive zone every once in a while he'd make a nice play it's just everywhere else on the ice just not even close to good enough yeah I I when they traded for him last year I guess they did they get him out of Pittsburgh they did they got yeah. Him out of Pittsburgh yeah, yeah we, we gave 
Andre Padan. Yeah, it's right. like a third rounder or something yeah. like that. I don't know. It's wasn't a big deal. Like Padan was never a guy who jumped off the page to me either. He was big, and I think that's why a lot of people were all hot and horny for him. Yeah, you know, um, because people were like, "Oh yeah, Padan and Tramkin, they can play together. They're going to be the new defensive core." But there's nothing really about Padan that I I liked. I mean, he fought, but is that enough? Probably not. No, I. I and I, I thought he had you know had some good offensive uh, talent, but he and we saw him here in the Western Hockey League, right? Yeah, a lot of people in this area saw him, and he was a he was a big point getter for the Portland Portland team. Uh, the when you go Hawks. back, the, when you go back and look at that 2012 draft, like Derek Pouliot was the eighth pick in that. I know. 2012 draft. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they were high on him. Guys that can't went after him: uh, Jacob Truba, Philip Forsberg, uh, Radic Fasco. Cody Cece, Thomas Hurdle, Oli Mata. Holy and of, and of course, Yeah, and of course, Brandon Gauntz. At, uh, Canucks got Brandon Gauntz at 26. Yeah, where did Pearson go in that draft? Pearson was the 30th overall pick. Yeah. Yeah, because the, uh, the Kings had the last pick, right? And they, uh, they nabbed Tanner Pearson, who is, uh, looks like he's going to have a second chance here in Vancouver. I have no problem with that guy sticking around. Yeah. Like, I, I think he's going to be good with Bo next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think the biggest question on that is on the left side, is a guy like Berchi going to be able to stay healthy and play? Yeah. Right? I look at that 2012 draft, and it really is not that strong. Like, there's a couple of really good players, like Matt Dumba and Morgan Riley went pretty high, Ryan Murray, but Nail Yakupov was the number one pick in that draft. Yeah. Yeah, Hap is Lindholm. Also, there's some there's some solid defensemen there. Andre Vasilevsky, I guess, and Tervo Ter- Teravainen, who's ripping it up right now. Teravainen, so that's a fine man. Blackhawks yeah. are lamenting getting rid of him. Hey, sure are. Why did they do that? It was it was cap. Yep, that's cap issues. Yeah. All right. Well, the Canucks are you know offloading players. They're probably thinking about bringing in players, right? What should they do in free agency? Like there is. A lot of speculation. I've noticed the media in Vancouver have kind of started, you know, deciding who they think should be on the team. Have you noticed these um, yeah. these articles that are starting to get written out there? Because they know they want they, they know the Canucks need help on defense, and they think, well, who could come in? Who could help? What do you think, Curb? Who should be the guy, if anybody, they should bring in to help that defense? Well, it's funny because we were clamoring so hard last season about how it was a fireball offense for Jim Benning to come back with that same squad that he had last year. I do recall saying that. You said that a few times. And this year, I'm pretty, like, torn. I, I just think the addition of a guy like Quinn Hughes... And, and, and depending on Oli U11 to make that jump, which I do think he's going to make that jump, I don't want to bring in another guy who's getting older who's going to command a shit ton of money. And there are some names that are being thrown around. Obviously, the biggest one is Eric Carlson, which I don't think the Canucks can afford. If you're going to re-up a guy like Besser, you got Pedersen coming up, you got Hughes coming up again. Um, Canucks are looking to re-sign Adler. Like, I just, I don't... I don't see them going after them. And then other people are got talking like about guys like Tyler Myers and Jake Gardner. Mm-hmm. I've always thought Tyler Myers is an overrated player. Yeah. I have always thought that about him. You know, people, when he came in, he was so highly touted playing for Buffalo. You he's know, he big. had, he had one good season. He's, he's fucking big. He's big. Yeah. And even him going over to uh, Winnipeg, it's just like, he's not 
I, I don't even think he's in the top four best defensemen on that on that team. Yeah, probably and, not. Right? I mean, yeah. that team's pretty deep at defense, but like Tyler Myers is getting up in age. He's got some miles on him. I just I don't think he's that good of a skater. I don't really want to see him on the Canucks. And then the other name that everybody's throwing out is former Leaf, the whipping boy. Jake Gardner, yeah. 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 Who's a very strong offensive defenseman, has a few issues in his own end. When I look at the Canucks defense, and the reason I said that last year that it was a fireable offense for them to come back, because I didn't expect guys like Troy Stetcher and Ben Hutton to play as well as they did. And they did. So that I think yeah. like having those guys and if you can count on those guys for, you know, twenty minutes a night, like the Canucks did last year, again this coming year, and you know, they take strides to be better players, then maybe you don't have to bring in a guy like Tyler Murray or, or Tyler sorry, Tyler Myers or like Jake Gardner. When you add guys like Quinn Hughes, when maybe you get Ole Ulevi. Yeah, I mean, and then, like, betting at the end of last season, and who knows how these other guys are going to pan out, like Brogan Rafferty, Josh Tevis, who knows what's going to happen there. That might just be Utica depth. Yeah. But they're going to have a chance, right? You still have, like, your Alex Biega, your probably Edler's coming, your Tanev is there. Like, it's already looking, like, pretty thick back there for guys to compete for jobs. You think for, for sure Edler's coming back? I think he's coming back. Yeah, so, well, yeah. there's the free agent, and they're right? going to resign. Yeah. And then you have uh, a Jet Wu who's going to show up at camp, and who knows what he's going to bring. He's an intangible. Guillaume Breezeball, what's he going to do? Well, what right? we know about this team is defense is a problem. Quinn Hughes can maybe really fix that problem himself, but... That's why when the media comes in with these articles about how to fix the defense, right, they, they look at the Canucks team, what are their weaknesses? Defense. Yes. That's why they go in and throw out these names. But I don't want a guy who's borderline past his prime. Like, I don't want to see the same mistake the Canucks have made with Louis Erickson. I don't want to see these guys who are borderline past their prime come in and and plug a development hole for some of these prospects that we have that have a chance to make the Canucks and eventually play to get better. I like the potential here on some of these guys on the back end that are already in the system versus a guy like Jake Gardner, who I already know what he's like, um, and Tyler Myers. You know, and that's a lot of money. Like, that can handcuff this team moving forward. What kind of contracts do you think those well, guys will want? They're both wanting term. They're both going to want term because they're both at that age where this is going to be probably the last or second-to-last contract that they sign. Right. And Benning, you know, for all the things that he does right, which he does do a few things right, his contracts are scary. I mean, we've seen that the last two off seasons. So I wouldn't touch these guys. Mm-hmm. I really wouldn't. Yeah. So you would just stay, you just say, stay away from any of the high priced defensive free agents. Well, I just like, to me, I wonder like, are Tyler Myers and Jake Garner that big of a game changer to bring on board, right? Um, are they going to elevate the Canucks to that level to be that much more competitive? No. I, I honestly I honestly only think there's one guy out there who can do that, and it's probably Eric Carlson, but the Canucks can't afford him, and he's had a pretty injury-riddled year this year yeah. anyways. I really, so I wouldn't touch it. Yeah, I mean, Luke Shen, right? Like, Luke Shen was the guy who came here. He was steady. He's going to come be competing for, you know, um, he'll, he'll probably be like that 7-8 depth guy who, who can step in if one of these guys gets hurt. Tanev... To be honest, I wouldn't mind maybe trying to get something for if the Canucks could possibly get anything for him. 
because I mean, you can't the, count on him. The definition of insanity is just making the same mistake over and over and over yeah. again. And if he's a band aid, then you got to move on from him. And but you, I think you they can't have, have enough. You can't have Edler and Tanev again being the veterans yeah. on this team and then not being there. Yeah, but I do think they have enough back there just on potential and guys jumping in that they they can move forward without going after somebody big this off season. And if it becomes like a five alarm fire in the first quarter of the season, then yeah, make your move then. Yeah. There were defensemen out there that have been available over the last five years right? that I thought the Canucks should have gone after in the trade. In trade. Yeah, maybe they would have had to give up some stuff because when you're trying to get these defensemen who are young and good, you're going to have to give up. Like, you saw how much Dougie Hamilton went for, right? Yeah. You saw how much Shea Theodore, well, I guess Shea Theodore was in the draft, uh, but there, there were guys out there, Nick Letty, uh, Johnny Boychuk. These guys were the guys that I thought the Canucks could have gone after in trade. In, in all honesty, they should have. that's a huge mistake. In all honesty, they should have gone after Nick Letty when they had the chance. Yeah. That's probably one of the biggest mistakes that they made. I don't know yeah. if he would have wanted to come to Vancouver or not, but we should have heard something because that guy's a hell of a skater. That's exactly what you want in the new NHL. Like, he's got speed. He's smart. He's pretty sound defensively. I mean, when he's coached well, he's got Trotz coaching him, who's the best defensive coach in the league yeah but it's just like yeah they should have made that move then i don't want these guys because i feel like these guys are already over the hill and i don't feel like they bring enough to actually make this team that much better yeah yeah i agree so i think that's where the mistake was made with this canucks team and uh an area where they could have gotten better on defense they could have addressed it then in those trades and they just either didn't have the acumen to make those trades or just didn't feel like they were willing to give up the asset that it would have taken to make those trades. Yeah, fair. Right? Could fair. have been a little bit of both. Who knows? What about up at forward? What's What are you thinking there? To add to this team at forward, I, I'd love for them to add uh, a plugging winger, like uh, a winger that could be a top six forward. Again, we got we to have these guys. Like, they have to be able to play with... Uh, with Brock Besser, to play with Elias Pettersson, help these guys move forward, right? So who jumps off the page for you? If, uh, okay, let, let, let's let's break this down a little further. So we talked about defense, we and now we're about to talk about forward. Are you okay saying nuts to defense, let's move into this season now, and I, you, that you'd rather have a, a forward free agent than a defensive free agent? I think you're probably going to need one of both. You think we need one of both? Yeah. Okay. And I don't know who the defense is going to be, who the guy is, whether it's Tyler Myers, whether it's Jake Gardner. Um, I think they are going to probably sign someone, and I don't think it's going to be big money, though. I, I don't believe that's going to well, happen. Well, then it's not going to be Tyler yeah. Myers or Jake Gardner. Yeah. I don't think right? it's going to be long-term, and I don't think it's going to be big money. So, But I do think they're going to bring somebody in, in free agents, whoever it is, whoever it is. If Okay, so let's let's switch this up again. If you had the option of bringing in like one higher price guy on forward or defense, yeah. which one would you choose? I would take forward just because yeah. this forward group is like really good. That's that's yeah. that's where I'm at because I look at this forward group as well and I'm like, okay, they actually have a chance at landing something here that could help them move move yeah. ahead. I mean at the at the at the top of that list, you got guys like Artemi Panarin, Joe Pavelski, Jeff Skinner. Like any of those guys would be fantastic. They're gonna cost a lot of money though. Guy like Pavelski, Panarin are gonna be through the roof. Yeah, I don't think you're getting either of those because I don't yeah. think Joe Pavelski's going anywhere, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. He right. seems like a fixture on that Sharks yeah, team. Yeah, I think he's retiring the Shark. Yeah. Uh, guys As he like, should, too, because he's a stud on that team. Absolutely should. He's the captain of that team yeah. right now, right? Yeah. Uh, but 
I, I kind of like the idea of like a Jeff Skinner, you know, he's that guy has scored every year. Imagine having a guy that could, you know, pot 30 plus goals alongside uh, Elias Pettersson and, and Brock Besser, like, man, the Canucks could really have something there if they brought in another guy like that. What about health wise? When you think of Skinner? I think he's been fine lately. Yeah. Lately he's been yeah. fine. Yeah. To me though, like he just seemed kind of seems like, like he, Almost in the same stage of his career, he had like issues like Berchi's had, just over like the last few seasons. I don't know with like, like I, concussions. Yeah, and stuff. with concussions yeah. and stuff. I I mean, it just sucks to see. It sucks to bring in a guy who has that potential to me anyway, who feels like he's one hit away from just being in a quiet room for half of half of a season. There's, and I I think Jeff Skinner like there is a legitimate cause for concern there. He played eighty two games last this season. Yeah. And scored 40 goals. That's awesome. Yeah. So he probably is going to cost a lot. Uh, so he's played seven. Okay. So the last the last uh, five years yeah. career, 82, 82, 79, 82, 77. That's pretty so good. So he's played almost every game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, every year. So I don't know if, uh, head, if head injuries are as much of a concern. Are still a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he scored uh, over 30 goals, close to 40 goals in two of those seasons, and he was around 30 the two other seasons. So this is a guy who can put the puck in the net and uh, shooting at over a 14% clip last year was pretty yeah. good. So. so how much would you pay this guy? Yeah, and how much question. money do you think he'd command at 40 goals? That's that's like $8 million money, don't it you is, think? It is, yeah. Would so you, that, would so you that pay really, him that? Yeah, that really depends on like uh, what you get Brock Besser. Like maybe if it's – maybe you pay him more money for shorter term. Okay. Maybe, maybe Jeff Skinner. But think of think about this, right? Yeah. Canucks have basically twenty six mil- million in cap. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're gonna re-sign Edler. Yeah. That may that may take like five million, so twenty one million. Then you got to sign Brock. Then you got to sign if you're gonna bring in a guy like Skinner. That's sixteen million right there. Yeah. So that doesn't give you much to play with. Do you do you is there anybody else on this page who for maybe a bit of bit of a discount also sticks out to you i know like guys have talked about furland mm-hmm. in this market mm-hmm. um also uh gustav nyquist's name is starting to pop up a little bit more now he's having a good playoff yeah are are, are either of those guys more appealing to you just for the sheer ben fact Jeff that they're a discount maybe yeah maybe like uh, gustav nyquist i think uh, uh anders lee another guy i i think uh, a guy who can create help create a little bit more with Pedersen Besser just gives us more options up there in the top six, you know. Yeah, yeah I know Tanner Pearson has come in and he's really helped being able to play there. Uh, just another guy that Bo Horvat can play with too, right? Yeah, on that second line. What about a guy like Ryan Zingle? Yeah, Ryan Zingle, I, I kind of like that idea because he he can muck it up a little bit, and um, I think he 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 would look good with uh, with uh, Bo Horvat. He's a good skater. Yeah, I think you'd get him for less than eight million. Too. Yeah, do you have his numbers and maybe on that's, hand? And maybe that's maybe that's the way to go because. Uh, if you if you are looking at the past, and this really depends on like what they do with Brock Besser's contract, right? Yeah. So I, I think maybe that's the way to go. Is that is that what you're leaning towards? I'm I'm just trying to look at it from a, a perspective where you're not blowing your wad as far as cash is concerned. You know, moving moving forward because you don't want to handcuff your team here at all. Yeah. And then we have the Seattle expansion coming up also. You know, which actually might be to your benefit if you were to pick up a guy like Skinner and not put an, a no movement or no trade clause on him, and you only had him for like a season or two. Seattle yeah. might be a team that's hungry or thirsty to pinch that one off your hands. 
I don't know. It's it's a it's an interesting time just in free agency as a whole. But I know for a fact that that twenty six million is not much. Like really, with with the names that the Canucks are going to have to sign over the next few seasons here, and who knows what contract you have to give to Jacob Markstrom too. Right? Yeah. So if he is going to be the man going forward, he's probably going to want a little more money than uh, than what he's been getting now. Uh, Ryan DeSingle had uh, twenty six goals and uh, 50, uh, 56 points in uh, seventy eight games this year. So yeah, he had a pretty solid year. And he's around 20, 20 to, 20 to 23 goals every year. That's, that's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. A lefty um, to, play with Bra- to play with Bo Horvat or Elias Pettersson. Maybe he's a lot cheaper, right? Yeah. Furlan yeah. is a guy who kind of scares me just with, again, with injuries. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people talk about him. But the, the way that guy plays, he just, like, he just seems like he's like one you know, bash away, one hit away from dislocating a shoulder or, or whatever. You can say he that plays, about, but he plays so hard. He's yeah. he's always in contact, right? Yeah. He's not like a he's not like a guy who's a little more finesse. He's he he's meant out there to create space and to muck it up and go hit and do all those types of things. And those those uh, types of that type of play has already caught up with his body. I think a little bit. That type of play is what the Canucks need, right? I know yeah. it is what we need, but we yeah. need a fresh guy like that. We don't need a we don't need a guy who's who's already had some of those hard miles on him. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about a guy who refuses to muck it up. <laughs> a guy who made some, uh, he made headlines. I, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll first get your take on this before I answer it up. But Louis Erickson was in con, was in uh, interview in Sweden, talking with some reporter over there, and I guess the reporter asked him about his, you know, the tough times he's been having in Vancouver. Yeah. And Louis Eric said something to the effect that he didn't 100% get along with the coach. How did you take it? Well, I'm going to give Louis a slow clap. Because what a fucking professional, hey? At his age in the NHL, to blame his poor play, a $36 million contract halfway through it, $6 million a season on the fucking coach. Mm-hmm. Right? The coach that kept giving him top line. What minutes. a joke! He got scratched once last year. He should have been scratched like half the season. Yep. They got to move him now. Do they not? Um. I think you got to get him the hell out of here. Yeah. He. Uh, okay. So here's and a lot of people responded to that because. Yeah, we're a little upset with Louis Erickson over here, and people in the media were jumping all over him for that as well. Uh, okay. Do we know that's exactly what he said, though? Because it was through the Swedish translation, tra- the translator. You know, maybe he just said that he doesn't see eye to eye or whatever. I you know, know you I know you didn't watch the ex- exit meetings, but Louis in the exit meetings, he didn't blame any fucking problem on himself either during those Canucks ex- exit interviews. He's like, yeah, I still like playing hockey. People are asking him, like, How, how's it going here? He's like, it's fine. He's just... Like, I mean, there's been reports all season of this guy being the first off the ice in every fucking practice. He's dogging it, and then now he comes out with these comments. Zero accountability on this guy. Mm-hmm. But this yeah, guy is, But again, but again, but again, I it, it was said through translation, so maybe it wasn't well, that it's exactly. Not, though, People it, jumped all no, over no, it. No, 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 right? no, no, no. It's said yeah. through translation, but also, like, I mean, look at the effect of what he said and, and done the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. He's invisible out there constantly. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He's the first off the ice in practices. This is a, a reported thing that yeah. he is always the first to go. And then at the end of the season, when the Canucks cleaned out their lockers, he didn't say anything about his play and how he had to step his fucking game up in regards to his contract. And then he gets interviewed in Sweden about this, mm-hmm. and then he talks about how him and Coach Green don't see eye to eye. So his and exact he quote, feels like he doesn't get the opportunities that he should have. Yeah, his exact quote Fucking was, earn it, you vet. His you quote, fucking bum. His quote was, his quote was I don't re- Green and I don't really get along. Translated from Swedish. It's difficult when I do not get the same confidence that I have received from the other coaches I had during my career. Of course, it's tough on that front. He's the highest played player for the Vancouver Canucks. and He's a bum. He's, uh, he's blaming it on not seeing eye to eye. Yeah, like, get him out of here now. The, the rope is run out for this guy, too. Yeah. This is not, this is not veteran-type behavior, either. Like, this guy's a guy, if he's... If he's not an example in that room, if he's not producing, you know, he can at least be an example and a mentor to some of these guys in this room. Does this sound like an attitude? But isn't that what from the coach, a guy isn't that what from the coach a guy said? who should be a mentor in that room? Travis Green was famous for saying it's the little things with Louis. Yeah, well, clearly right? it's nothing. <laughs> but I mean, Travis Green is a pro. He's trying to protect his players in every single possible way he can. So he's saying he doesn't have anything else to say. Because he can't go out there and say, oh, yeah, he's scoring us goals, right? Oh, yeah, he's back-checking consistently. Yeah. What else is he going to say to compliment Louis's game? Yeah, he's just, just trying to protect them. Yeah, just I, it's like Erickson stabbing him in the back. So yeah, Jamie McLennan, joke. Jamie McLennan, who works for uh, Bell Media and TSN, and also a buddy for – he's a buddy of Travis Green. So he, he went to bat for his buddy. Yeah. And he had some pretty fun comments to say about Louis Erickson. Um he said, quote, I'm hoping that Google Translate has messed this up somehow. And he's saying, I need to be better and I'm going to be very focused in McLennan. When I heard that, I was driving to the studio and almost drove off the road for some reason. I watched every game last season for the Vancouver Canucks. This guy looked like a contest winner on some nights. Maybe he's a lottery winner. I know he's making $6 million a year. Yeah. So that was... Uh, well, he's right. When you're scoring 10... And 11 goals in the last three years and under 30 points. This isn't on the coach. I feel bad for Travis Green, to be honest, because he had to hide him in the lineups most nights. This guy has to take a good, hard look of what he's capable of doing. He's 100% right. Yeah. And and uh, he even spoke to what Louis should be saying to the media. And Louis hasn't at all taken responsibility for his actions on this team. Mm-hmm. He hasn't said, I've been bad. I need to be better. He's never come out and said that. Yeah. It's embarrassing. So like, it's, why is he here? Yeah, it's clear that he can't. If if we if it's translated properly and that's his real feelings, this guy can't be on the team next year. No. He just can't. Yeah. Well, and you know what's gonna be the worst though? When he goes somewhere else and he's back to scoring 30, 35 I, goals. I don't think he's going to. You don't think so? I don't think so. I could see, I could see it happening. You could see it happening. I do. Yeah, I think I, he's just, he's just this floofer. He's that guy. You know, he's what he's what we thought Thomas Vanek was going to be when he came in. Yeah, town. I know. And Vanek was such yeah. a breath of fresh air. <laughs> yeah. Hey? yeah. Holy smokes! Couldn't yeah. be more opposite. Yeah. We were all drunk on Vanek when he was here. We were. And fucking, we want Louis gone. Yeah. Louis's got to go. It's funny how this world works, but that's what I like. What Louis Erickson is doing now is what I expected from Thomas Vanek when it was the complete opposite for both these players. 
And yeah. unfortunately, the Canucks have this guy under contract for another three years. But this is a addition by subtraction, right? There's this a is. few guys that got to go that that are, are pieces here that are sitting around that we got to punt out the door. Absolutely. It's not just Louie. The thing about Louie is he's the most frustrating because he's fucking supposed to be scoring goals and he's not saying he should be scoring goals. He's not saying anything. Now he's blaming his fucking coach. Yeah. Like, get a grip on yourself. This guy was lucky to be on the ice on penalty kills. Seriously. Right? Yeah, was. Yeah. He was, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I've gone to bat for this guy in the past too. Ah. You know, I just, and I'm tired of talking about him. And I've said that on this podcast yeah, so many times. We both are. Yeah. So yeah, get him out of here. He's just retain some of that salary. Send him to a team that sure. is is trying to make that cap floor. But fucking get him out of here. He's a paperweight around here. He does he nothing. Can't even cut his hair. Like seriously, <laughs> cut your hair, man. I'm not going to attack. Probably him another that reason. Way. Probably another reason why you're so fucking slow out there. <laughs> He's so slow. I do not remember a guy being he that just slow. Well, he just doesn't care. It's because he doesn't care. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's, that's all. It, all right. Yeah. Let's We've move had enough. On. We have enough of him. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the NHL playoffs? Yeah, it's been good. Final four. I thought this last round was just okay, as compared to the first round. Well, I mean, it's a, it's all coming together, right? Yeah. And I think this I think this uh, conference finals will be really good. Yeah, the the East one, I mean, I'm still pumped on. I I don't think Carolina is going to beat Boston. Fucking I, Don Cherry last night, hey, in his full on Boston jacket on Hockey Night in Canada. I wonder what team he's cheering for. Oh my god! The uh, Boston Bruins were dominated for 40 minutes last night. Yeah, and then there was some questionable penalties, yeah. and they took advantage. That penalty on Hamilton for what was that interference? Interference. Or, yeah, like the puck was how? There. Yeah, that was not a good call. Oh, what do we got here? For it. Hello, everyone. The lunch lady's at reception. The lunch lady is at reception. Thank you. The lunch lady a little bit late today. Yeah, lunch lady's slipping. Yeah. All right. That's something we do in our other podcasts whenever the lunch lady comes <laughs> on. People have been commenting on it on our Geek Pod. They're like, I wonder what's a lunch lady brought? Well, she she brings a good snack. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so you thought that call was bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. there's been some questionable calls as of late. Yeah, what did you think about the, um, you know, basically what cost Colorado the game? Yeah, in game se- game seven, you know, Colorado versus fucking San Jose. San Jose's get, gotten pretty fortunate here. They eh? get nailed yeah. on yeah. an offside call. Yeah, what do you think about that? Well, I hate it. I hate going to replay on a goal for offside. It drives me fucking nuts. Yeah, offside it just shouldn't does. be reviewed. It should not be reviewed. I mean, like, go back 30 minutes. Oh, he was a little offside. Let's call the goal off. Yeah. You know, like, I, what's the statute of limitations for that? I've also seen a lot of, like, takes on Twitter just saying, like, he wasn't one of the five guys on the ice who was active in the play. I don't know if I necessarily agree with, with that take. But also, So like, that means they shouldn't have called it off because of that? Yeah. I don't know. He was offside. He should he have was, gotten off the ice. He was offside. Yeah. Also, hop the fucking boards. Yeah. Come on, Landy. Right? You're the captain. You're the captain. The, yeah. Get over the boards. Yeah. This is over. To, Why are we going through doors? Yeah. This is this is game seven. Right? And he's, yeah. It no. sucks. Like, it sucks. And I don't think it, like, I it, it kind of ruined the game for me. And I know it ruined the game for the Avalanche because they were in it. And then after they that, knew it, was, it was over. It was just completely deflating. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't give up. 
But, like, the tide had definitely turned in that game. Yeah, my brother was watching it, and he was like, the game was over. I could tell the game was over right when that happened. Man, like, doors in the NHL. Like, if I was coaching, I'd be like, you're hopping the boards every time. You're not fucking coming through the door unless you can't walk. Like, you're the only reason the door should be there is for trainers to go tend to an injured player on the ice, the goalie to get his ass off the ice, right? And then, like, I mean, a goalie can even jump the boards at the nets if they're they're pulling the net. But, like, yeah, come on. Hop but the fucking board. That sucks. That part of it really sucks for Landis Cog Did you and hear his it? team. But it also sucks that we're going to fucking replay for offsides. Yeah, no, it's brutal. I fucking hate it. I just hate everything about it. So did you hear what some people had pitched to combat this whole review process and this whole um, players changing process? Let's hear it. They were saying to build like a little crease around the doorway. And then if, like, the player's in that little, like, tiny crease where the door is, he doesn't count because he's in the midst of a change. So it's kind of like a neutral zone. For yeah, it's kind of the... like a neutral zone that the player needs to be in to change because of the way that some of the benches are put. Like, the doorway is in an area that is offside, yeah. right? Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's just too complicated. We haven't changed. Like, why do we have to yeah. change hockey now? I, it's yeah, been working it's, forever. It's just too complicated. This is just one of those things, like, pay attention. You're playing professional hockey. Yeah. Get off the ice when you have to get off the ice. And I like I like Landis Gog a lot. I think he's a great player, and oh, I think he's, he's a good captain. But, like, yeah, man. He's a player that the Canucks could use. Well, a player like that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, who gets in there and mucks yeah. it up and gets in on the boards. Yeah, for sure. He's that type of player. That they it's just use. a shitty way to lose a fucking whole series, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. seven games of battle that these guys went through to fucking get there, and you get chintzed out on a fucking offside call. And we've seen a couple chintzy calls these, do the sharks, these NHL playoffs. Yeah, do the Sharks feel like the team of destiny at this point? I still think it's the Bruins, man. Yeah. I mean, the Bruins got a chintzy one yesterday. It's true. People are on that all the time saying the Bruins get the uh, the calls. They get a lot of calls. Yeah, They've been getting a lot of calls for years. You're getting that here because of sensitivity. Yeah, the sensitivity and, and the distaste of this team after getting, you know, beaten by them in a, in a very good series that broke all of our hearts. The thing about the Bruins is they, they make I, – I compare them with the 2013-2012 the Seahawks. They make – they make the referees make a decision right away at the start of the game what they're going to call, what they're not going to call. Yeah, that's fair. And That's really fair. Like Legion of Boom did that. Exactly. They always set the tone, yeah. right? And yeah. the, the way that the Bruins play, they always set the tone. They always set the tone. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And it, that's it, a really good it, take. It goes into the officiating because, okay, you let that go earlier on in the game. You have to let that go for the rest of the game now. Yeah. And for with the Legion of Boom, it was like they were clutching and grabbing yeah. and like, okay, well, the, the re- they're doing it on every play. So are you going to throw a flag on every play? You're going to call a penalty on every single play on the Bruins? Man. It's, it's, I, it's I genius. Don't, I it's don't like genius. the Bruins, but I love their style of hockey. It's fucking I genius. I love their style of hockey. Yeah. And they're one of those teams, again, they, they proved it last night. They can turn it on whenever they want. They almost toy with teams, right? And then like the beginning of the third period happens, they fucking jar a few, and then the game's over. Yeah. They can score in bunches quickly, yeah, fast. It's they're ridiculous. never they never seem out of a game. It's it's incredible what they've been able and to do. And that's why here. I think they're gonna win. You do. Because they, they they can do all those things on top of the fact that they probably still have the best line in hockey. Who do you give credit for that in their organization? Because it's it's not just this year. This is it's been they've had a team like this for a long for 
you know, a very long time now. Well, I remember when they brought in Sweeney and everybody was bitching and moaning that, like, Sweeney was destroying this team when he made the, those first moves and the Bruins didn't make the playoffs for, like, the first time in God knows how long. But, like, they turned it around quick. And they have so many guys that are just, like, role players that always do something, like Achari, Corrali, Heinen. Like, these guys are always gaming. They're just built with depth. And, and then you and, then you have the leadership yeah. of guys like Chara and Bergeron. Yeah, Krejci too. Yeah, Krejci's underrated, man. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's an identity they've created on this team, and it's yeah. it's incredible that they've been able to keep doing this every year with the players. Uh, you know, the players that they brought in. Yeah, so. we me- we mentioned this earlier. I think Tuca is still probably the weakest link on that team, and that's yeah. pretty fucking good. Yeah, when a guy like Tuka Rask is your weakest link. Yeah. He's uh, he's one of those guys who you're not sure what you're going to get from every who, night. Who would you but... rather have in your net, Tuka Rask or Martin Jones? Tuka Rask. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see this yeah. probably shaking that way unless a guy like Bennington continues his absolute war path. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about the Western Conference final. We, I think you and I both think that Boston's going to make it through on the east side. Uh, I although we're cheering for Carolina, right? Yeah, I'm cheering 100%. for Carolina, right? Uh, on the uh, west side, San Jose, St. Louis. Are you excited for this series at all? Eh. I don't, I'm I don't less excited. I don't, like, I don't like either of these teams, so it's hard for me to be excited. Yeah. And I don't like how St. Louis plays. I've talked about that yeah. ad nauseum on this podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't... They I, have a hot goal. The Eastern Conference final, I'm way more pumped for. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis, they play a great defensive style. They have huge defensemen, yeah. like massive defensemen. And they have a goalie that's fucking hot right now. Like, you know how every year it seems in the NHL playoffs, there's always one goalie that takes his team further than yeah, he should go. Yeah, he's J.S. Jagaring it right yeah. now. Yeah, and that's what he's doing right now. Yeah, He's doing it as a rookie, even though he's an old rookie. I hesitate to call him a true rookie. So are you sweeter on him now that he's gotten further down the rabbit hole in these playoffs for the Calder? Yes. Are you, are you like more like, yes, yes, maybe he does deserve it? Yes, but it is a regular season award, so I still wouldn't give it to him. But do I agree that he's a better player? Is it a regular season award? Do the playoffs not factor into this a little bit when guys are voting? I feel like, yeah, they, it I feel like they do. Yeah. Right? It should, it's not supposed to, right? Yeah. It's the same thing in every sport. They always, you know, they always, like, wait to give it out after the playoffs. Yeah. But you're like, wow, well, that guy just got bounced in the first round. How can you give him the MVP? So if St. Louis goes to the Stanley Cup final and Bennington does get the Calder, will you be upset that Petey didn't get it? Yes. Really? Yes. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't give a shit about these individual awards. I mean, Besser didn't get Rookie of the Year last year, but I was like, fuck, Besser's great. Yeah, but he got hurt. That's why he didn't yeah, get it. Yeah, I know, and I understand that, but I just, like, yeah. Besser's still a great player. Whether he gets a fucking trophy at the end of the year or not doesn't matter to me. Does sure. he fit with the team? Yeah. Sure. I don't care about if Petey gets a fucking but I'll always Calder remember, award. I'll always remember that Pavel Bury won the Calder that year. Like, I'll always remember that rookie card, I'll always, uh, that card that where he had the the... The Calder Trophy. I don't know. It's 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 it meant something. I thought maybe it doesn't mean as much now anymore. It meant something when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it means something to kids because kids are like, yay, awards. Yeah. You know, you run a track meet, somebody yeah. gives you a rainbow participant yeah. ribbon. You think you're special, but you're not. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I think rainbow that was a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> that that's why we're here. That's correct. That <laughs> is why we're here. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to cry if Bennington gets it over Elias Patterson. Am I going to be a little upset? Yes. I kind of feel I don't like think he's made a case for it now. I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins it. You're going to give it to him based on his Stanley Cup. Hey, I'm playoffs. not giving him the award, but I think a lot of people are going to vote for him now based on this run, whether that's fair or not, because yeah. I, I could definitely see people doing it. I okay. could see it happening. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, who do you think is going to take the series then? Sharks, St. Louis. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, it's it, the Blues, wherever the Blues end up, is, it's all on the shoulders of Pennington. The Sharks have stupid firepower. They do. If, if they can get, if they can capitalize on their special teams, they're probably going to win the series. Right. You know, I, and, and I would love to see uh, a Bruins Sharks final. That's just tasty to me. I think that's what the NHL wants. Yeah, I think that's what the NHL wants. Too. The Blues have had a good run, and they've been on this bandwagon with that glorious song since, like, January 6th, since they got hot, you know? And, like, sometimes superstitions are are something a team can band together. Like, both the Blues and Carolina have, like, these weird superstitions right now. They got Carolina's got Hamilton the pig. Yeah. That's, like, hanging out in the arena. They got the storm surge, the fucking shit, all the shit that Don Cherry hates. It's all working for them. They got their mojo, yeah. right? St. Louis has got their mojo with this glorious song. I mean, they're selling T-shirts. There was a PR video out by the the Blues staff, like, done to this song, and it was, like, pretty well produced. I'd say St. Louis is a pretty big hockey town right now. They yeah. lost their football team. Yeah. They're really they're really into it's their team It's a good there. story for them, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, fuck, like, St. Louis is – this. okay, here's another reason. St. Louis is one of those markets that gets to wallow in their own filth when they lose, like, the Canucks, right? Yeah. St. Louis hasn't had much success. They haven't been in the Stanley Cup Finals f- since their, like, first three years their of inception. are pretty good. As a franchise. You yeah, I know. Yeah, but we're talking yeah. hockey here. Yeah. We're not yeah. talking other yeah. other sports. Okay. They, well, I just think it adds to Vancouver's woes that we can't win it anything. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, yeah, yeah. But, win. I mean, this team hasn't even made a Stanley Cup final since, like, 1969 or something They've like that. They've made three. They made three in a row in the in late their first three 60s. In their first three yeah. years in they, the league, yeah. they made three Stanley Cup finals. They haven't made one since. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. So if they do make the, if they do make the finals, people are going to go ape shit. Yeah. And actually, it would be kind of funny to see them make the finals and lose because then you're like, yes. Eat it. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to our misery. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe I changed my mind there, Art. Maybe, You're I, am cheer for the maybe I am hoping to see St. Louis a little more than the Sharks, but yeah. I don't like either team. Fuck yeah, them. Fuck I don't both. I don't really care either way. I, I mean, I said the Sharks were going to make it to the finals, so I, kinda, I don't know. I'm, I'm still hanging on that, I guess. Well, both you and I were with our predictions, right? We you still s- have one. You, you have said Boston. the Sharks, and yeah. I said the Bruins, yeah. and we have one out of the two that we predicted. Yeah. So well, there we go. Are we selfish that way? I don't know. The weather's getting so nice out, too. It's like these games, I hope they're really good because it's tough to stay inside right now. Yeah, it is tough to stay yeah. inside. Yeah. You got to really, really love hockey. You do. To fucking sit inside when it's like 21-degree weather and kids are already swimming in lakes. And Caleb Kirby has a lake to swim in now. Yeah. You guys yeah. should see this new place that he that <laughs> Don't, he, don't that he tell our listeners about this. Why not? I don't want them all showing up to the house with tubes. and They don't know what oh, lake you live in. Around here? They don't know what lake you live in. Yeah. All right. Well, Cameron yeah. Lake, up island. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret lake. It's a secret lake. Secret, um, secret lake. Yeah. Anyways, superstitions. I I like to do things like I, 
I like to watch games in the same places. Like if things happen, right, like a viewing area, yeah. I like to return to the site of that viewing area. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple times in 2011 when the Canucks were making their run where we were down in the third and I got up and I started pacing. Yeah. And I was pacing in behind the couch and like did score a goal and I'd be like, ah, just lose my shit and sit down. And, you know, like, it just seemed like it was something that would work. Yeah. This year I had a, a Canucks blanket, like, on my ottoman. And when the Canucks were losing, had that big skid, I think it was in November, I was like, fuck, I got to, like, twit, turn this ottoman, like, around completely and, and get the logo to face the other way. They got off to Schneid the day I did it. So it's like these little superstitions, every once in a while they work if you, like... Well, they don't work. It's bullshit. But like, I, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. They work. <laughs> I I feel like it helps. I do little things too. Like if I'm wearing like a jersey or something, like and things aren't going away at halftime, you pull it off. I pull it off. Yeah. And like I ain't wearing that for the I've, second I've half. I've done that too. I've yeah. done that too. Yeah. So there's a lots of little things now, that I do. And now, like your Art's a big football guy too. He's a New England Patriots guy. He told me about this superstition that he has on Patriots must win games. He goes to a place mm-hmm. and he buys something and it's fucking batting a thousand for him. Yeah. So what's been happening in these much must win games on Sundays that I do, I know the Patriots have to win that year. So for Brett for that game, and it's, you know, it's usually a 10 o'clock in the morning game or an earlier game. So I go to McDonald's and get McDonald's breakfast and it's, I'm batting a thousand on it, but I only use it. For the games they have to win. You should see how serious his face is right now. He's moving his hands. <laughs> I only use it. Yeah. yeah. So if it's like, you know, week 14 or, you know, week 13, fuck it. No way I'm going to McDonald's for breakfast that morning. But if it's a playoff game, if it's a, a game to win the division, or if it's a big rivalry Monday game or, you know, a big rivalry game, then, you know, I'll consider pulling that card. I wonder how many people use McDonald's as a superstition. <laughs> Remember when um, Ole Jokinen was playing for the Flames and he yes. scored a hattie? Yeah. And then he, there was that famous sound bite after, and they're like, oh, what What do you think? Why do you think it happened? And his, like, half-English Finnish broken voice, he's like, I had the Big Mac meal. That's right. I <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, players have superstitions, and I know if I was if I was playing, one hundred percent, I'd have super. I'd have a superstition. Wolf. Like the beard is the one hundred. The fir- the biggest superstition in yeah. hockey right now. Yeah, the right? beard. The well, playoff beard. Yeah, the playoff beard. Uh, you know, it's another crazy. Well, Corey Perry. Have you ever seen that guy? I think I know what he's this fucking is, yeah. tapping walls and archways when he's walking through the hallway. He's yeah. not, he's like rubbing his hands on Getzlaff's back. Yeah. Like just the weirdest <laughs> shit you'll ever see. Yeah. And then Jimmy Howard, I heard, is another pretty crazy superstitious guy. Like won't say a word in the locker room or anything before he even gets out there. Yeah. Yeah. So Roy Halliday, when yeah. uh, the, the lost Roy Halliday, he, the, the, the late Roy Halliday, he, uh, he would not talk to anybody in, in between. Innings, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there's a few pitchers that do that for sure. Yeah. He was notoriously like, "Don't talk to me," sort of thing. So, yeah, I love superstitions. I love sports superstitions. Yeah, if you Wolf, like, let's go into teams too, right? I mean, Curse of the Bambino, Curse of the Goat. Like, yeah. these are like fucking these are real franchise things, superstitions that lasted like almost a hundred years each. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. But, like, people, like, we're so ridiculous as sports fans that yeah. we we take this stuff, like, stupid seriously. Yeah. Even though, like, really, it's bullshit. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Your well, your your McDonald's thing. You're crushing that. So keep doing that. Oh yeah, I gotta. You know? That's 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 a, that's a sacred tradition <laughs> for for must win Patriot Fuck, games. Fucking like girlfriends and shit all over this like continent must just yeah. be like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Yeah, yeah. Lucky socks too. There's a lot. There's, yeah. there's lots of little things that I like. Um, and no, yes, they do work. Um, so. If you have any superstitions or anything like that that you'd like to tell us that we can talk about, email us at betweenthestammers at gmail.com. I like it. Let's totally do it. Uh, so, yeah, the playoffs continue. Uh, game By the time this podcast is out, uh, it'll still be a nice preview before uh, the Western Conference Final starts on Saturday night since this is a Friday that we're recording this now. Uh, Caleb Kirby. Are you still picking the Boston Bruins to win it all? I am. Okay. Yeah. I'll take the San Jose Sharks to win it all. Okay. All right. Let's just do that right now. All right. You like that? Shake on it? Shake on it. Win it. Okay. What if one of us wins? What does the other one got to do? Wings. Wings? Lunch. Play play to wings, play to lunch? Yeah. All right. Sure. I like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Right. Where can we find you, Caleb? At Curbman23 on Twitter. All right. You can find me at Art Aronson on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and email us if you uh, have anything to say about Between the Stammers or have a question or anything at all at betweenthestammers at gmail.com. Thanks.